How you doing, everybody? This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from a hotel room somewhere in the state of Michigan. And this is going to be a nighttime version of It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to talk about faith from a uh, current events perspective, along with a biblical perspective. But uh, we're in the Middle West still, the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And we hope that we will continue to trend away from the trends that we have been seeing lately. And we will try and reverse those trends, I should say, to trend back towards uh, what we were seeking in our founding, which truly was liberty and justice for all. And I suppose it's never truly been that way because some people have always had an advantage over others in any system of government whether it be a theocracy or democracy or an oligarchy or a, uh, a dictatorship of some sort. And so um, today we're, we're going to read, read through First Thessalonians chapter 3 in the Bible, the Word of God, the good book, the treasure trove of wisdom that God left us through uh, different folks that came along uh, throughout time and history and gave us his word. And, uh, you know, the folks that poo-poo it, the folks that don't trust it, the folks that say, oh, it's just a fabled storybook. Um, you know, the more archaeology proves the Bible out, the more just sheer logic and wisdom proves the Bible out. Uh, you know, there's really no reason not to trust in it as God's word, as the inerrant word of God. You know, you can pick at the seams, you can pick it oh, this word here, that word there, or something isn't consistent about this or that. And I'll be frank, there's a few things in there I don't understand about the Bible and about how God could do something within his character that he's expressed throughout the, the Bible. And yet, it seems like there are times when he might go against that character to do something. And again, it's in his purview, he is God. He is the owner, creator, and sustainer of all of it. And so with that in mind, there's really not much we could say about that, right? So let's look at uh, chapter 3, Thessalonians. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone and sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith that no man should be moved by these afflictions, for yourselves know that we were appointed thereunto. For when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass. And you know, for this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by, you know what, I'm going to switch from the King James to an updated version. For verily when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and all of you know, for this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, by, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and labor, our labor be in vain. But now when Timotheus came from you unto us, and brought us good tidings of your faith and love, and that all of you have good remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us, and we also to see you. Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our afflictions and distress by your faith. For now we live, if all of you stand fast in the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy uh, 
the joy. Uh, hang on, I lost my place. For your sakes, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all the saints. So again, Paul is continuing his letter to the Thessalonians here. And, uh, you know, he starts out, he's struggling a little bit in this section of the letter. Um, and uh, he's staying in Athens at the time and sent Timotheus uh, to them uh, to establish them, to comfort them concerning the faith that no man should be moved by afflictions. So they were going through some, some difficult times when this happened. And uh, he's saying, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation. You know, Paul didn't hide that from them. He was like, you know, and so even this day, I mean, you think about Christians and Christianity in this world today. What religion is more persecuted at this point in our history? You know, the church in China is persecuted. The church in Canada is persecuted. The church in the Middle East is persecuted. Um, the church in England is now becoming persecuted in Europe. I would imagine in places, uh, people don't want to hear about Christianity. People don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear the truth of God. They don't want to hear how um, being gay is sinful, being uh, transgender or whatever, to being a gender outside of a male or a female is a sinful proposition. It's not normal. It's not normalcy. And uh, to call it so is is an anathema. It's a slap in the face of God. And uh, just like adultery is, just like um, many, many things, you know, the sinful mind, the sinful heart, the sinful speech of people. Um, you know, even, you know, an attitude. Like I think about a contrast I had today in attitudes between some different people I know one being pretty consistently um, cutting things down. And, and even though, in, I believe in, in a way that's not with an evil heart or an evil intent necessarily, because it's more of a, from a jesting standpoint, it's still not something that's going to uplift anybody and, and encourage someone. And yet there's another person I know that is, a, is constantly encouraging and talking about the Lord, talking about what God's doing. And it's just a beautiful thing. It's, it, draws me, you know, that direction makes me want to be more like that and what a good thing it is. So, um, but again, there's going to be tribulation as a Christian, if we're not speaking truth and we're not willing to die for this faith, then what good is it? You know, if it's just a circumstantial faith or something that we're holding on to lightly because whatever, we want to be part of a certain group, then it really doesn't mean much. For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and labor, our labor be in vain. So, you know, he's saying, I'm hoping that Satan didn't draw you away from us through this tribulation, through other means, um, and the seeds that we planted in you have taken root and are growing. But he says, then Timotheus came from you to us and brought the good tidings of your faith and love, and that all of you 
have good remembrance of us. So he was encouraged, Paul then is encouraged by their faith and the fact that it did take root and it is producing fruit. Um, and so they were, Paul was comforted in all our affliction and distress. So their own affliction was comforted by their faith. So you see what uh, an encouragement can be when we exhibit faith toward others. Um, we, can, we can really be an encouragement when people are going through things. Um, for now we live, if all of you stand fast in the Lord, for what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy therewith we joy for the sakes of your sakes before God, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face, might perfect that that was just lacking in your face. So he's still, even though he's been encouraged, he's tried to encourage them by sending Timotheus. He's been encouraged by them on the report. He's still even going further. He's like, well, continue. If there's anything lacking in your faith, we'd love to encourage you in that. So always looking forward, never looking back. Paul was. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. So he's praying out loud that he would like to go see them at some point. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love toward one another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. And that is one that really hit me about our society today. There is, there is a, a very large lack of love and forgiveness towards our fellow man. I was talking to some friends of mine tonight about that specifically and how, as Christians, we need to seek peace with each other, not division. We need to seek encouraging people and edifying people, not tearing them down. And even if they believe differently than we do, you know, they're going to stand and fall before their own judge. You know, I would say that even about, you know, I'm not going to support or I'm not going to agree that um, God is okay with sin, that God would be okay with two men getting married, that God would be okay with, a man calling himself a woman that God would be okay with men dressing in women's clothes that you know that God would be okay with a man cheating on his wife that God would be okay with um, someone continually bad-mouthing his wife or beating her or something like that I mean that's it, not okay so to this end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before the Lord even at, even our father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints and there's only one way we can truly be holy, and that's to be in Christ. By His blood, we are holy, not by anything that we do, anything that we are. You know, Paul says to establish your hearts unblameable and holiness before God. And I don't know how that happens without Christ, right? And I think that's the only way that that, that happens. So at Christ's coming with all His saints... Um, we will be established in him, unblameable, before God, our Father, in Christ, and through Christ, and by Christ, and what the work that he did. So, that wraps up chapter 3, and we'll look at chapter 4 tomorrow, um, likely uh, fairly early uh, tomorrow. Um, but, you know, in, in this life, every day is a new challenge, is a new opportunity as well to exhibit the attributes of Christ, to exhibit the attributes of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I know in my own mind at heart I fail uh, pretty consistently in that, in my attitude, in my thought processes, in many ways. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, with seeds that were sown long ago that um, my flesh still has a hard time either letting go of or it comes through in some way, shape, or form in how I think about things or... Um, what have you and, and I don't know how that gets completely extracted but with more time and uh, and work in the word and 
and God's Spirit, you know, drawing those things out from us. So, um, you know, today, I'm not going to go through a lot of current events um, from today. There's a lot of things going on in the world. Um, you know, I think at the core, when you look at the spiritual battle that goes on in this country, um, it's not, you know, like gun rights is not truly about gun rights. Human rights uh, are not truly about human rights. They're more, what, what did God ordain? You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, life, God, we have that right, a right to life um, by our creator, not by a government. And so that, that in and of itself should mean that all of us are right to lifers. Are, look, when you take the steps that you did to create a human being, I don't care if it's in your body. At that point, it's a separate person. It's a separate individual that has separate inalienable rights from their creator. And to take that life, which is going to be a human life, there's no other thing that's going to come out of a woman's body, a, a human being female person um, is going to have a human being baby. Uh, it's not going to be some morphed version of a human something, right? That's not the way it works because evolution is a lie. It's from the pit of hell. And it's just really the only way that they could come up with something to try and get rid of God and make it sound scientific. So they drew some pretty pictures, draw some lines between different things, but it's never been observed. It's never been... Uh, proven in any way, shape, or form, the only thing that they have to hold on to is, is dating methods that are suspect at best. And, you know, in reality, there's, there's been the only proof that we have of anything are eyewitness accounts that were written down long ago. And we don't know who wrote them originally. We don't know if Adam wrote something down and passed it along to Moses where he tabulated all this stuff into a book. We really don't know. It doesn't say how the writings in the Bible actually came together. But we do know that it did. And we do know what it says. And nobody's ever disproven the Bible in any way, shape, or form. You can say that they have. You can say that they've proven Genesis is wrong. But they have not proven anything of that nature. They have scientific, supposed proof that the earth is old. That's it. And within that proof, there are a lot of assumptions that um, could eradicate that. And, you know, it, it always cracks me up when you hear these dating methods. Oh, well, that's between 300 million years and 400 million years old. So that's the best you can do is get it within 100 million years. That's a pretty decent gap there, right? And, uh, you know, it may be hundreds of thousands of years or 10,000 years or whatever it is, but it's always something like that. And so, I, you know, I would rather put my trust and faith in something that was written down through an eyewitness account at some point in our past, right? Just like Jesus Christ had plenty of eyewitnesses to what he did and what he accomplished. And you've got plenty of stories out there of people trying to disprove it that end up coming to the conclusion that, wow, this guy is who he was and, uh, and really did what he did. So, not a surprise. 
because that's, you know, that is what we would expect to see in the world and Satan against God and uh, perfect truth and perfect wisdom. So the world's got to try and chip away at that. It's got to try and make light of it. It's got to try and circumvent it in any way it can. And uh, it's got to try and do away with it in reality. So... Um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, you know, I praise God that the For the People Act was defeated. And, you know, the Democrats are going to keep going after this because that's what they do. And they want to federalize everything. They want to centralize everything. They want to make everything about the federal government and centralize control. And they really want to become what the CCP is right now with a, a strong central government that controls everything and everybody. And uh, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs. And I don't know how people don't see it for what it is. And I really believe they cheated in this last election to get to this point. I don't believe that um, Gary Peters, for instance, is a legitimate senator in Michigan. I don't believe that uh, these Democrat senators in Georgia are legitimate in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no. You know, I don't buy that half the Democrats that are there are probably the true winners of elections that we've had in the last 10 years in this country. I think we've got an FBI and a deep state that uh, is mixed in with all this stuff. And it's, it's just sad. I, really, you know, we need these states to step up. And I'm in a state right now uh, where I normally live that is not going to do that because they're part of the problem. And uh, uh, I'm hopeful, I've seen articles about redrawing some lines at the state level, and I really think that's something that's going to be necessary at some point, because I don't see how it continues in the way it is, and how it works, you know. I hope that if our federal government ever decides to have... Um, people that are part of our military um, turn on our own citizens in this country that that same military will split and fracture and go back to wait a minute you know this is not right you know the civil war was what it was hopefully we can avoid that and that we can talk through these differences and again come to a amicable result how do you find no systematic fraud in 2020 election in Michigan? I ain't buying that, man. The Michigan Senate GOP investigation finds that. I don't see how that's possible, guys. I really don't. You had the same stuff going on up here as you did down south. Uh, that makes no sense. What investigation caused you to believe that? So I think you need some audits like they're doing in Arizona, period, exclamation point. But anyway, that's not likely to happen because the system of justice that we have in place is not truly equal uh, across the board. And uh, we're seeing that more and more. So anyway, have a blessed day. And, uh, you know, again, our hope is in God. Our hope is in heaven. Our hope is in Christ. 
It's not in this life, people. And so, you know, if you really want to know the truth, go find the Bible, read the book of John, and uh, learn who Christ is, who Jesus Christ says he is, says he, what he, you know, and look at what he did from eyewitnesses who were there and saw what he did, saw who he is. And he came at just the right time, the time that God wanted him to be here. And uh, he's given us hope of something more, something better, something perfect, something beyond what we see here. And uh, we sure need it. So God bless you guys. and Have a good night. Teach me automation. Teach me automation is a fantastic homeschool class that teaches automation to homeschool students from a Christian-centric worldview, a creationist worldview. And uh, it's really something that you really have to experience. And uh, we're thankful that they help sponsor this show. Uh, it's a religion. And uh, go to teachmeautomation.com and learn more about uh, that program and what it could do to help your students learn about this fascinating thing that God has allowed men to discover. Uh, automation. Have a great day.